Thank you for the compliment about my voice. It's giving raspy deliciousness, smoker. I don't know. It doesn't have to be a smoker, but. But it is the vibe. It's like when I was a kid and I would get laryngitis, it was my favorite time because it was like something different that I couldn't manage. However, I hated not being able to speak, but I loved what I sounded like. I think I was always, even as an eight-year-old going for Janis Joplin, you know? Mm. Knowing it without knowing it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm always trying to to call call Janice to me. <laughs> Listen, you're you're giving it today. Let the witchy spirits come. This is Beyond Curious with Maya and Kara, a podcast about two friends taking chances to nurture connection. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I got one. Would you rather have to say hi to every single person you pass on the street or not talk to a single person at all all day in any way, shape, or form? Not talk to a single person all a day? A single person. Okay. As much as I want to go into my my New York ways and avoid eye contact mm-hmm. at every mm-hmm. possible angle. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm gonna lean into my suburban wave Ooh. and give a give a high and smile every way. Cause I cannot imagine not being able to talk to a single person. That's I agree. I, I don't I don't like it. Okay. Would you rather find true love today or win the lottery next year? How's that one? I would rather be this is so fucked. But you know what you wanna know what my truth is? Yeah win the lottery in a year fuck yeah you can use that money to buy a dating coach (laughs) and do it right get a fucking matchmaker and get the person of your dreams yeah it's not like it's saying i wouldn't find my love my my love match but then i would have money (laughs) (laughs) period and what if you choose the love of your life and they are just they're in full struggle struggle mode just open to love and that was Would You Would Rather. You <laughs> and we'll be back by talking about our gratitude challenge. That's right. So this week, we are digging into gratitude. What it is, why it's so hard to implement it into our lives. And of course, we want to challenge ourselves on it. I know when we were first talking about it, we were like, this is cliche. And at the same time, it's cliche for a reason. Yes. Right? So I want to ask you, Kara, what first comes up when you think about gratitude? So when I think about it, it feels like such an individual experience. And also, I mean, this sounds really like angsty when I think about it, but I only intentionally do anything with gratitude when I'm like depressed or feeling incredibly sad because mm. it's the only time I remember that I need to engage in gratitude intentionally and put it into practice. And that's, that bums me out, frankly, but yeah, I, that's when I'm like actively engaging in it or when I have like people around me to remind me of the moments of gratitude that we have in our day to day. Cause there are moments of beautiful, like beautiful moments that we can like celebrate and, you know, take a pause for. I, I love that because what I'm hearing from you is that there is this intentionality, whether 
socially constructed or within the people you surround yourself with or community that you're in that allows gratitude to be a part of either the event or like capping the end of an event and it always comes up in this communal space in a way that even if it's harder in this individual capacity there's also this beauty in that in having that community yeah it's like i mean this is what was hard during like and we're not out of covid right obviously and we've been doing so much of this of this season together recording and all of our challenges in quarantine right but there is a through line with my friends which i've realized is gratitude for one another and in gratitude in moments so and i'm talking about tiny silly little things like i'm here i'm visiting a friend right now and like the little moments the tiniest like the stickers that you see the you know creating intentionally stopping and processing like the wonderment of life and I don't naturally do by any stretch and it's I really appreciate the people in my life that do that for me and you're definitely one of them also you're not a little moments person you're a big moments person your gratitude by like seeing the beauty of and majesty of something large you know I think that that's I relate to that so heavily in that when you're in space with people where you see essentially what life is all about, right? And you're like, you're connecting, you're literally living through your values and being seen, being heard by your people. It's like Mm -hmm. automatically, it's like, how can I not? I mean, that's a a beauty and um, unfortunately a privilege that I don't know if everyone sees. I know I don't get that all the time. When I initially think about gratitude, it does feel very individual for me. It feels very spiritual. It feels like the the key of the lock that is living a vibrant life. It is the, the gateway to manifestation. It is the gateway to your, your prayers, like however you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that there is a link. I mean, there is a link to what you want and what you desire and being grateful for it right now. I wanted to bring up this quote that I sent you that for me, once I read the quote, I couldn't unsee it. I couldn't unsee it. Like it, sometimes things just sort of stays with you. Um, And this was it. And essentially it reads, gratitude focuses on what you have. Entitlement focuses on what you lack same picture different perspective all dependent on you and when you think about manifestation when you think about going after your desires right i it's very much coming in with a heart that is grounded in love that is grounded in appreciation and acceptance in a way that entitlement is rooted in desperation like it's rooted in it's outside of community so i want to hear what exactly you did with this gratitude challenge. It was really open-ended. We decided this time around. We have, we used a quick little, we Googled some, a really unique way to incorporate gratitude. It's so easy and so common to Google gratitude challenges and find like a month long challenge. 
we found a document that was really unique that we'll share in the show notes and likely on Instagram as well. I had to be on Curious Pod, baby. But it, each day had a different category of gratitude and that felt really different. And so we wanted to try that and see how we would engage with that differently. So that is the, the challenge we did this time. I think the interesting thing about gratitude is when I was thinking about it, what does it, what does it incite for me? I, I think there, I found an article that, that talked about gratitude and we'll, we'll link it below as well, but that gratitude can sometimes incite shame, both in the way that it's asked and in the way that you answer it. So for example, I, I have, I'm very, very aware of how my body is perceived in the world. Um, me being a plus size woman, right? And I know that when I put down, like I'm grateful for a healthy body, it can almost feel like I am like, fuck you to the folks that judge my body, right? And it incites those feelings that aren't in fact gratitude anymore. It's this whole other process of me working on self-love or feeling like, I am not perceived as healthy, but I am healthy. You know, it, it creates this weird cycle. Yes, yes. And so that's really interesting because as you were talking, what it brought up was how I too wrestle with, with gratitude and shame in that way. And I'm constantly in conversation with people who are in the medical field, see and witness how health is the ultimate wealth. And specifically, I've been in many conversations with my mom who has been a nurse for for many years and how that seeing what you see on a day-to-day basis does make you realize what you have. And at the same time, it can also create this smoky mirror, right? You know, if it's only about health in your body and and being in gratitude there, you can also gaslight yourself into not believing that there is uncomfortability or toxicity in other areas of your life. And that's where gratitude sort of gets dangerous. That was the other thing that this article brought up that I was I thought was really interesting is that it, it talked about gratitude shame. And it was like, look, gratitude and this is what's so fascinating about this whole challenge right like like I said you can go online and see gratitude challenges top to bottom right like they're month-long challenges but it's not consistent right like you know that is because people recognize that they don't do it enough in their lives and they talked about how like actually gratitude is not normal part of human beings staying alive you focus on the stuff that's dangerous right and so Every time I think of gratitude, I only think of like, oh, I only engage in this when it's like the worst case scenario. I don't engage in this when I'm happy. And I feel shame there for not having this be like a regular part of my life. And then I can't make it quote unquote consistent. It becomes its own toxic swirl, you know, of shame. And that was really nice to hear to like, actually, it's not normal. So it's okay. It it gave me like a, a little bit of like a pass. I really got value out of, out of that article in helping me reorient. Yes. Um, We we spent a lot of time thinking about how this challenge would show up because mm -hmm. there's so countless articles, information mm -hmm. 
about how how to make gratitude that sometimes just falls flat. It just doesn't sound exciting. It doesn't sound realistic. I know for me as a journaler, that feels a little more natural. But I know for you, I want to hear sort of like what how you went about the challenge. I think like because it was the gratitude challenge, I had that in my brain. It was a little bit more top of mind during the day. And I think being around the people that genuinely carry gratitude in their their day-to-day was really helpful for this challenge. So I approached it in the way of like, I'm going to let this word, this theme, so this document that we created as as an aside to explain it, the document that we used has days, every day has a category as opposed to like, send something nice to your friend, send a cute text, buy someone's coffee. It was like, let's reflect on, the first one is freedom. Let's reflect on knowledge, gratitude for sunlight, gratitude for sleep, gratitude for enthusiasm. It felt so different because there are so many of these things, so many of these categories that aren't in traditional gratitude spaces. I really liked the idea that I could think about and and see gratitude in more places. So that's really what I spent a lot of my time on is like, how can I manifest or appreciate, have quote unquote gratitude throughout the day in a more natural way. I did have my my friend give me one of the words that speaks to you in this moment. And she said, nature. So in that moment, I, for me, I was like, she's like, this seems like you. Yes, it's, it's so Kara. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it made me think like, I've been really locked up here and not, um, just not engaging in nature at all whatsoever. And so after I journaled, I realized I was thinking about what are the things that I love about nature? And I was like, I love the idea of being able to be part of it, feeling like you're part of it and how there are times and you can feel like you are, you are participating or the, or the observer. That's a really unique thing about nature. And I was like, I want to today feel like I'm participating. So I asked to go to a park, (laughs) a public park and lay in the grass because I wanted to be a participant of nature and feel Mm. it between like I was, I had gratitude for like feeling grass, like sitting in grass, how lovely that feels and how good that is for your mental health. Yeah. So that incited then an activity that was went beyond just like thinking about and appreciating which was a unique surprise that I wasn't quite prepared for when we started this challenge. So I tried to approach it in, in three different ways. And I I wanted, I wanted to see what would bring me there or like bring me in that like high frequency space and really engulf me in, in gratitude the most. And So I tried doing the list and some of these I'm sure folks listening are familiar with. So I did the write 25 things, just like journal out for the 25 things that you're the day that you're grateful grateful for. for. I also took the list that we'll be sharing for folks and just literally typed in Google randomize numbers one through 30. It's a list of one through 30 things to sort of appreciate. And yeah, I got enthusiasm <laughs> Ooh. Mm-hmm. and I also got um the weekend when the weekend was about to take place when I randomized it I was like I oh, love wow. it um so I think when similar to nature like the weekend like taking that in 
Mm -hmm. while you're about to enter into something or be surrounded in it, it does allow you to center yourself in this, like, like really bring yourself into gratitude in action. And I think that is the beautiful thing about it. Um, I'll be honest, out of all of the the three ways that I went about doing gratitude, the one that really resonated with me the most wasn't the randomization of this like big concept, big thinker approach to it. And I thought it would be because I like to think about concepts in this like big way, but it almost felt too, I felt limited by it. Yeah, Ah. it it did, it did. It felt so big that I felt limited. Um, and what I ended up liking was the cliche approach of simply writing 25 things. Really? Yeah. And I, I, you know what, y'all, I did it in this way where it was just like stream of consciousness, which is my favorite way to journal. It's like no pressure. No one's ever going to read this, hopefully, um, which is my irrational fear. You will read it yourself. I... I, I, yeah. <laughs> and just kind of just let whatever comes up, come up. But I didn't highlight anything particular. Choose a number. Maybe that's what I'll do. I like that. I Out of 25. 14 and. Oh, two. 21 okay. and 21. Okay. For, so 14, um, for the sound of the gold chimes above my bed that sound and have essentially become like wind chimes. Like, so the wind chimes above my bed. Um, And they make this sound, it's really like the moon cycle. And like, like the fan comes in and I, it just so happens that it just sounds like wind chimes, but that was never the intention. I love that. "Mm -hmm." I know exactly what that decoration is too. And I love it. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and what's 21? That was 14. Oh, 21. Um, for my perseverance to not give up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, it was, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I think, will I do? I don't know if I'll do this. Um, I'll, I probably will. I recognize that gratitude is an individual experience. But when we're thinking about the things that speak to us, when you're talking about Thanksgiving, we're talking about like the Whoville singing around the Christmas tree, that's a representation of gratitude, right? When you're thinking about praise and worship, what are your like thoughts or reflections on communal gratitude versus individual gratitude? Yeah, that is so good. That is so good. And it's interesting because the collective thing in both spaces is music. Like Mm. music is what brings me to this. I mean, there's, we can, this is, how we connect too, right? Is like where music can can take us. Cause I have a whole high vibe vibrational playlist that is like one song is like I am enough. <laughs> like one song mm-hmm. is gratitude. And I, I started doing that and starting to replace it with the bullshit that I've been listening to. Yeah. Which listen, listen, I I love a I love a, you know, shake that ass, pop that pussy. <laughs> song yes you do I do I think I think that's good for the soul too um 
So, you know, many things could live, but how can we bring more, how can we bring higher vibrations in the things that we do every day? And I think that's what we're really getting to, right? Like, how do you take gratitude and like have a moment for it in whatever it is that you're sort of doing? I don't know, I'm, I'm interested um, for you. Like, did this practice kind of show you how gratitude can be sort of individual for your life? Like, I'm interested to know, like, how you're thinking about it moving forward or if you are or if that's changed at all. So it's really interesting because how you worded that, I think, really helped me kind of unlock something. And I think I don't I don't know yet if doing an individual like writing 25 things, 25 things down or you know, um, journaling about nature, if that brought me to the same level of high frequency as listening to a song that raises me, being around the people that that do that, I don't, I'm unsure. I, I think it gave me a level of peace. It may have lifted in some ways, but I don't think it's the same level of energy and, and joy that truly come from my people and the and music. I don't know if I could say that, you know? So that to me, I think is like, think about getting off of a phone call with your best friend, how you feel versus the 25 lists that you made. What did you feel? Oh yeah. there. I mean, it's just different. And I, I honestly, as I read it back, I may... I'm reflecting on it now. We're we're processing now, right? Yeah. But like yeah. as I read it back, sharing it with you, that process of that felt really felt better than doing felt it. Felt affirming. Yeah. Mm. Um, however, I do think you gotta set the scene. And I think in the space of like music and meditation, it's hard to just do it as a sole act because then it just becomes a part of your to-do list. So I think you're right. I think you're right. It is, there's no denying that the collective, right? The frequency and the power that is within community and people, it is, we are better together, right? And of course that vibration, when you're in company, reminds you that it's so much bigger than you. Yeah. It's so much, it's the same thing that when you go to the Grand Canyon or any huge, um, you know, like uh, na natural occurrence that is just extraordinary that, and you feel that feeling of feeling so fucking small and realizing mm -hmm. how big what you are part of really is, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, in the same way that being in community does that too. You feel that, that level of connection. It reminds me, there's this conference called Power Rising and it was in Atlanta and it was hands down one of the, the best conferences I went to. And it was the first ever like black women conference for those who are in the political space. So it was ran by Leah Daughtry. So she had, the conference came up because she had asked Maxine Waters about what black women should do next after the DNC's 2016 convention. So it was just a truly powerful space. It was a weekend of like healing and um, being in community. And there was a really beautiful moment that I'll never forget. And that's when Leah Daughtry essentially was like sort of ending a session. And 
she plays this song, this praise and worship song called I Need You to Survive, right? And the song essentially goes through um, how we need, like, I won't hurt you with words from my heart. I won't harm you. I need you to survive. Like, and it's just this, the sentiment, the words are affirmations and loving and beautiful and communal. And it was just, it was clear that spirit was there. The frequency was right. If you were of low frequency, you were gonna, you were gonna come up high or you were gonna leave the space. And the beautiful part about it is that the call to action in that moment was to look at your neighbor, which is a very like Christian church thing to do. Yes. So look at your neighbor and say something. Yeah. But what ended up happening organically was that people in that space began to go around and hug people that they never met or oh, interacted Oh my with. gosh. And it was just a waterfall of like oh like God. people crying and healing and embracing each other and it was just i mean i could it's funny because i feel the chills <laughs> of it uh, yeah and <laughs> as you should <laughs> right now I've never experienced that in white spaces in my entire life <laughs> that's so beautiful yeah it was beautiful but that level of gratitude music was the connector yep. right yeah um community right was the connector um yeah faith and spirituality was the connector but um yeah if you haven't been to power rising we'll obviously put this all into the notes i'm not sure what they're doing in covid um well thank you so much for doing it i think we've learned ultimately from this experience was that like so 30 days is great but like it's it doubles the value by sharing about it after and talking about it after Mm -hmm. participating in something together yeah so that that was kind of cool um it's hard when you if you don't feel like you have connections with folks and you don't feel like you have it but yeah please reach out to us if you want to share some things we'd love to share them anonymously or with your name yeah on instagram or in our in in an upcoming episode we're here to hear them and we're here to listen and it's i mean it's a lifelong practice so if you do have a gratitude practice that you love and has been listeners listen Yes, it has been bringing you into this high frequency, high vibrational space that you just want to share. Please do. Um, we want to know at us on Beyond Curious Pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and let us know. And you can also contact us at hello at beyondcuriouspod.com. So, well, Maya, that was lovely. I think this is the time of the episode where we say women should have. Kara, what should women have? I think women, and you know, when we say women should have, we mean all people, but sometimes, <laughs> but it's also fun as women do not always have the luxuries afforded to others. And by that, I mean men, but anyway, women should have outdoor space access to outdoor space to put their toesies in the soil to put their fingies amongst some greenery yes i i love that and i i almost want to like deep down lean into that because yes women 
yes, all women should have the ability and access to green space, mm -hmm. to recreation, to the ability and the freedom to be in green space freely, openly, and fully as themselves. That is women should have. Women should have. All right, Maya. <laughs> well, I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. I love you too. <laughs> Until and next on to time. Next time. <laughs> <laughs>